it's me, Johnny. One thing I've got to know is why in this movie did you bring up Agnes? Ho, 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 no. Welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my little stocking filler, or should that be shocking filler, with my look at 2006's Black Christmas, sometimes known as Black Xmas. What can I say about this Christmas cracker? And by Christmas cracker, I mean it's pretty to look at, with a little bang, and has a useless little plastic toy along with a shitty little joker too. I can tell you I saw this in a cinema on Christmas Eve 2006, in a half-full cinema that emptied faster than my Christmas cheer with my then partner and by the end of it only us two were left. So you know this thing was good when 30 people up and walked out before the first 10 minutes. To be fair to this movie however, it did come out at the tail end of the teen know-all phase that Scream ushered in. However, that did also bring in I Know It Did Last Summer, Urban Legend as well as a slew of other cheap knockoffs. So maybe horror needed a change, but did it have to choose Saw and Paranormal Activity, led by bloody Blumhouse Productions? Jesus jinkies. Before I dive into the movie, I want to quickly talk about the director and how much of a sour dickhead this guy sounds on the behind the scenes stuff on a DVD. He banged on about how this movie didn't end up how he wanted it to be, with too many quote-unquote jack-in-the-box scares as he called them, and much more blood and gore. He wanted a slower, suspenseful movie. However, this studio demanded they wanted it to be faster, more bloody, and have more cheap scares. Then why the fuck didn't he stick to his guns and make the movie he wanted to make? Now to carve him through this turkey. I hope you've got your knife and forks out because I know I have my carving ones out. Starring Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Chabert, Andrea Martin, and Oliver Hudson. Directed by Glenn Morgan. The plot... A yellow-skinned, for some reason, maniac killer escapes his mental institute on Christmas Eve and returns to his unhappy home where he finds his little sister slash daughter is killing off the bitchy bratty sorority sisters now living there, so he joins in. Can Billy and his sister slash daughter be stopped or will this be a black Christmas to remember? The movie opens up on a sorority house days before Christmas as we see one sister drinking wine while wrapping presents as she hears rustling from her wardrobe, she is then attacked and killed by someone placing a bag over her head, then stabbing her repeatedly in the face with her own fountain pen. Cut to the nut house, section 1225, because that's funny, right? As we see an orderly delivering of the Christmas meals to the inmates, including Billy, played by Robert Mann, who just so happens to have yellow skin for no fucking reason. Oh yes, I also got The Nut House is called Clark Sanitarium. Get it? It's named after Bob Clark, the director of the 1974 original Black Christmas. These are the piss-poor jokes written throughout this turkey, folks. Santa sneaks in the supposedly sealed wing by the idiotic orderly dropping a carton of milk. And it's here for a brief second he was gonna naughty him and kill him much like another Billy from another horror franchise, Silent Night, Deadly Night, a movie franchise I did last Christmas. Check out the archives on my SoundCloud page, but sadly, nope. A guard then showed Santa Billy's cell, cell 27, not 25, why not? We quickly hear his backstory and how he killed and ate his mother on Christmas Day. Cut to Tony, Kyle, played by Screen Queens Oliver Hudson, as he's making out with his girlfriend, Kelly, with an eye pretentious much, played by Arlsey's 
Katie Cassidy until she gets a call to go into the sorority house, much to his annoyance, where we meet the sorority sisters and then mom, Mrs. Mac, played by Andrea Martin, who played Phil in original Black Christmas. What's matter? Couldn't they get Olivia Hutsey or even Margot Kidder to play the ever-drunk Mrs. Mac? With Mrs. Mac banging her about Billy's secret Santa gift, we are introduced to the whiny, bratty, bitchy sisters, Melissa, played by Buffy's Michelle Trachenberg, Heather, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead of Scott Pilgrim fame, Super Brat, Donna, oh sorry, Dana, played by Lacey Chabert of Mean Girls and Party of Five fame. The scary thing is, they're all on their cell phones bitching about the other girls being away for Christmas while drinking, much like today's, except they're on dumb phones, not smartphones. Back in our house, and Billy escapes by tricking the guard to coming into his cell and then shanking him with a sharpened candy cane. Back at the house and Kelly rounds up the final girls, Lauren, played by Crystal Lowe, in the Margot Kidder role as the Pema-drunk Barb. Claire, played by Leah Savasta, I think that's pronounced that, the girl killed by the putting a bag over her head and stabbed is now placed in the attic, the only nod to the original Black Christmas spell that and the bloody phone calls. And finally the house slut Megan, played by Jessica Harmon, as she's watching a set tape of her and cradle snatching Kyle, much to her shame. Meanwhile, in the attic, Claire's body rocks in a rocking chair and makes cracking noises. So Megan investigates after hearing Claire's snow globe playing Sugar Plum Fairy, one of the many, many times this bloody piece of music gets played in this movie. In the attic, only to be killed by Agnes, played by Dean Fritz, Billy's daughter slash sister, who also may be transgendered. I have no idea. But more on her later. By first bagging, then stabbing her with the same glass unicorn used to kill Margot Kidder in the original. Ah yes, I forgot. She pulls out Megan's eye for no reason, and God only knows why, and then she proceeds to eat it. At the nut house, Billy finally escapes dressed as Santa. Back at the house, the girls discuss Billy's past and how it's wrong for Mrs. Mac to honour him with a secret Santa gift. It's here Lauren points out that Christmas was nothing more than a neo-pagan thing that the Christians hijacked and Santa is a fat old creep sitting there judging everybody. May also add Coca-Cola changed the suit colour from green to red just to sell more coke. Finally, mere 50 minutes into this bloody movie, we get Billy's backstory that he was born in 1970 with jaundice, hence his yellow skin, and his drunk whore of a mother hated him so put him in the attic, only to kill his war hero father in front of young Billy. Then watch as her and her lover bury the, the dad's dead body under the house. Then in 1982, when her drunk lover couldn't get it up, seduces her own son, yuck, and nine months later Agnes is born, who she pours love and gifts onto until one Christmas day. In 1991, Billy escapes the attic and kills his mother and stepfather, then eats their flesh cut by cookie cutters, I kid you not, which is then cooked in the oven. In the meantime, he tacks his sister slash daughter and pulls out her eye. As police arrive, he's eating them with a glass of warm milk, as you do. I do not feel sorry for the mother as she's a mean drunk and a slut, plus the stepfather is a complete utter arsehole. However, I will say it's here in 2006, I almost walked out the cinema myself. One thing, how did such a poor family afford this multi-bedroom and multi-floor house that has turned into a fully functioning sorority house in a matter of mere 
years after the incident. Hmm. Back at present day, and a phone call start. The only other thing from original thing is these phone calls. The thing is, is this Agnes or Billy calling? Because it's never actually said. Heather hangs up and star 69, only to find that it's Claire's cell phone. As she's leaving to pack, she bumps into Red Herring Eve, played by Kathleen Cole, the bug-eyed weird sister, as the other sisters point out. She hands Heather a gift of a glass unicorn statue. A dun dun dee! Nope, that's the fucking red herring. After the gross flashback of Billy's mom fucking him in a rocking chair, we cut back to modern day and meet the final victim and other red herring, Claire's older sister Lee, played by Glenn Morgan's wife, Christine Cloak. As the girls open their presents downstairs, upstairs, Heather is packing. As the phone rings with another nasty call from Agnes or Billy. Kelly checks out Megan's room, where they find Kyle skulking around, only for Mrs. Mac to throw him out. Not before the cradle-snatching man-whore, Tony, tells the story of Billy killing his family in yet another flashback. Couldn't all this shit have been done at the start? Then we enter the phone calls from Billy, and then the killing started instead of this fucking bullshit backstory. And then inviting Agnes into this thing? Jesus Christ. We also hear Agnes's sob story that I couldn't give a toss about because, let's face it, no one is here for this made-up little sister-slash-daughter, the fans, what little they were, of the original, as I will head of this movie in 2000 in an all-time horror countdown list, as this is a little-known holiday horror overshadowed by the greater Halloween. It's not like today where everything is gift or memed, and horror is a bandwagon to jump on because it's cool. Horror was pretty much dead in 1995, due to never-ending sequels of A Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween and Friday the 13th, as well as a slew of other cheap horror knockoffs. I'm sorry for that rant, but this just pisses me off. Moving on. With Mrs. Mac quizzing Claire's sister, Kelly calls Megan's cell phone after Kyle talks her away from the iMac with the sex tape on it. Why didn't he delete it or at least shut the fucking window down is beyond me. Agnes is in a crawlspace listening to the conversation between Kyle and Kelly, then pushes out a tack, then uses that teeny tiny tack hole as a people say, what love, you're going to use a teeny little hole as a pair for moving on. Meanwhile, Lee picks up a present from Billy to the house, and it's Agnes's doll with no eyes in Billy's Christmas present box, which his father gave him in 1980-odds, or whatever the hell he was before he got killed from the flashbacks in much earlier in the movie. Heather points out the gift is wrapped in the same newspaper Eve used to wrap up the unicorn in. Nope, Red Herring just moved the fuck on. One thing that really pisses me off about this movie is the goddamn flashing Christmas lights all over the hallways in the sorority house either have static ones or have none at all. It's such a fucking pain in the ass and gets right on my tits. The lights go off and Kelly finally sees the sex tape it goes nuts at Kyle, so Mrs. Mac throws him out, with her digging up yet more backstory on Billy as Lauren is now throwing up her guts with Mustard holding her hair back after having one too many drinks. Lee and Kelly bond because sisters are doing it for themselves over just how much a dickhead Kyle actually is. Lee and Dana check out the fuse box as Lauren takes a shower because no horror film with its salt doesn't have a shower scene. Rule number one of my three golden rules of horror. horror. The other two are never trust old people or kids and if something is haunted get rid of it or move out of it. Billy spies on her from the floor tile spy hole and I'll just go with it. 
She's tucked into bed by Mel. Meanwhile, Daddy's little princess, Dana, is killed by Agnes under a house of a rake to the back of the head. Note, Lacey Chabert broke her ankle after the gate slammed on her foot, and this was the first day of shooting as the girls did all their own stunts, so she was on crutches for most of the movie, which you do not actually notice, unless you watch her, she's sitting on the couch with her both legs up. And anyway, moving on, Lee hears a snow globe playing the sugar, Lee hears a snow globe playing the sugar plum fairy, so investigates the attic only to be stopped last minute, as Kelly gets another call from Agnes or Billy from Dana's phone. The girls go outside with Kelly and Mel, finding Dana's dead body, and Lee and Heather finding Eve's head in the car. They all run inside, find the house phone dead, and can't get help from the police on their cell phones due to the heavy snowstorm. And of course, this being a horror film, the cops are fucking useless. Mrs. Max wants to gather up all the girls and drive to the police station. However, both Lee and Kelly say no, they're not leaving without seeing Claire's body. So they split up, because of course they do. With Mrs. Mac taking Heather outside, as Mel checks on Lauren, who is shockingly still alive at this point, Lee and Kelly watch from upstairs bedroom for no apparent reason. In the car, Mrs. Mac scrapes off ice as Heather is killed by Billy in an explosion of blood. Mrs. Mac, startled by this, is killed by a falling icicle, and this is all very Final Destination, folks. Lee and Kelly go outside finding the bodies and then scream their heads off as Agnes kills Melissa by bagging her and then pulling her eye out which she then eats and then drags her off screaming. Now I know in American Cut she dies by getting killed by an ice skate to the back of the head but because I'm British I get the cooler killing on my DVD. With Mrs. Mac's body blocking the back gate, Lee and Kelly run back into the house with Billy outside. They run up to Lawrence's room armed with a carving fork. They find Lauren's dead body with her eyes torn out as Kelly calls Mel's phone. In walks Kyle only to be attacked by Lee with the fork. Kelly stops her from attacking him with the fork by pointing out Mel's cell phone is in the attic. So all three go up only to find Eve, Mel and the other girl's dead bodies and be joked by Agnes as she bags Kyle in the struggle. He has his eyes poked out through his head via the unicorn statue. So both Lee and Kelly have to fight Agnes. In the struggle, they knock over a Christmas candle, which sets the attic alight. Not before Lee falls down through the roof onto the floor, apparently, as Agnes pulls out Kyle's eyes and puts them on the tree along with the other girl's eyes and Eve's head. With the attic alight and Kelly poking out Agnes's glass eye, Billy crawls out of the crawl space as Agnes tries to hang it Kelly with Christmas lights, she falls down the other crawl space with Billy coming down from above and Agnes crawling up from below. Kelly is stuck in the wall, so Lee comes to and smashes through the drywall and gets Kelly out. As the on fire Christmas tree is pulled down the crawl space, Kelly throws paint thinner on in the fire and roasts both Billy and Agnes alive. Then they run off. Cut to the hospital, Lee sits by Kelly's bed and opens her present from Claire which is an engraved watch that says family forever. Lee is taken away to ID Agnes's body as a badly burned Billy is being worked on on a table. In the morgue Lee finds out the body is Claire unburned. By the way utter bullshit that place was a blaze. As Lee checks on Kelly She's killed by one-eyed Agnes as she snaps her neck. Kelly is returned to her room after more tests for what, a scratch and a bloody head? 
Then is attacked by Agnes, so Kelly kills her using a defibrillator to the head, something Scream 4 later stole. Kelly's parents take her home as the Sugar Plum Fairy ringtone goes off and credits roll. Now, I know there was a different ending where Billy gets impaled by a Christmas tree, but that is not my British ending, so bugger off. Wow, what a Christmas turkey! I don't care one little thing for this movie. All the girls are little bitchy, spoiled little brats, the red herrings don't work, and the gore is just fucking cheap. This actually harms 1974 classic movie that I don't really care for either, but it's Genesis as a holiday slasher, therefore must be respected. 1 out of 10, avoid, there's plenty of other festive horrors out there. Anyway, come back next week for my end of the year review, then in January I look at the Resident Evil franchise. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, all lowercase, and email me what you thought of my podcast to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Also don't forget to check out my dozens of other podcasts on my SoundCloud archives. A bye-bye and a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm.